0: welcome to the Femme Genius podcast where we unlock the secrets of intuition self-discovery and spiritual wisdom i'm your host liz zamorski and i'm so excited for you to join me and my special guests as we delve into tarot readings exploring our intuitive language and sharing practical tips and tricks for connecting with your inner guidance tune in for an empowering journey into the world of intuition and self-awareness Hello, hello, and welcome back to the Femme Genius Podcast. My name is Liz. I am the Femme Genius. And I'm a little bit confused about today's episode. So we're going to see how it works out because usually I have the idea that comes through and it gives me something to respond to, and then I run with it, and then I just can't stop talking. And today, Monday, is when I usually not only record the podcast, I edit it and then I publish it. And it's just zip, zip, zip. It's all done. We've got it. I'm on fire. And then you listen. And then we're in love forever. And this past weekend, I kept asking myself. And by asking myself, I mean, putting the question out to the universe of what's this upcoming week's episode going to be about? And I kept hearing crickets, like a comedy movie where I was just like, Nope, still don't know. Okay, I'm going to go on with my life and not stress about this. And even this morning, I've been going through that exercise of what is it that I'm going to be talking about? And there's just nothing to the point where I was kind of contemplating, okay, should I just skip this week? And then this little idea popped in literally five minutes ago. So here we are. This is all about... (laughs) Trusting yourself, apparently. But that's really, I think, what we're going to be talking about. I've got this little thing that spurred it, which I'm going to talk about in a moment. But, you know, trusting that there are cycles and trusting that even though we're in late stage capitalism, we don't always have to be climbing. We don't always have to be doing. We don't always have to be producing. And the natural world shows us that all the time. And yet we're told not to lean into this energy. And even in Carl Jung's version of psychology with the feminine and the masculine, you know, he really talks about we need to be in the void sometimes in order to receive. We can't always be doing. We have to allow ourselves to be in the darkness, to be in the shadow And to allow ourselves to just empty out and be with our beingness and then take action, take aligned action from that space. So the thing that popped in my head, the little glimmer, the little thing that gave me something to respond to was a question that was asked of me from my breathing partner in my somatic breathwork facilitator training a few weeks ago. Her name is Courtney. If she's listening, hey. And (laughs) she said... That she had heard somewhere to ask yourself the question, if your ego was a dog, what would it be? And what would its name be? And when she asked me that question, immediately an image popped in my mind and immediately a name popped in my mind. So I'm going to give you a moment here. Pause the episode if you want. But just ask yourself the question, if my ego was a dog, what would it be? And when we're talking about the ego, I'm going to use this very basically as a synonym for my conscious mind. Because a lot of times people talk about the ego as the enemy or the ego as something that needs to be overcome. But in its most basic form, when we're talking about the ego, I really view it as this is my conscious mind. These are my conscious thoughts. This is not just my sense of self. It's the sense of who I want to be in the world. And when we think about it that way, my conscious mind, who I want to be in the world, how I take in information, how I process information from around me, you can imagine that there have been a lot of boundaries that have been put in place, a lot of subjectivity that goes into creating that system in your mind In order to produce a certain result. So I also want to talk about, you know, the ego not being the enemy, but the ego being a part of ourselves and a part of the way our brain works and a part of the way that we show up in the world. So that's number one, I just want to lay that base. So we're going to go back to the question. I've asked other people this question several times, over the past few weeks since it was asked of me. And I love the way people respond because it's not just about the response. It's about how we allow ourselves to respond to that kind of question. Because my instinct is to go, don't even think about it. Don't take your time. What's popping in your head right now? You know, I always want to put those conditions on it. Like, what do you got? What do you got? And that's how I really play around with intuition. That's how I play with readings. That's how I play with the tarot. And so I want to invite you into tapping into those very basic responses that come up in us, because I feel like it's very connected with our intuition. It's very connected with our impulses. And it almost comes in so quickly that it's like our ego or our conscious mind hasn't been able to snatch it up yet. And make a decision. This is pure information. This is pure impression coming through. And so if you took your time, it's all right. But I love that kind of quick, what what's the number between one and a thousand? 342. All right. So, and then of course I read that. In my mind, I can't stop myself from going, okay, 342. That's three plus four is seven, plus two is. Nine. Nine is a penultimate number. Nine is reflection. Nine, you know, that I can't turn it off. I wish. No, I'm not even going to say it out loud. I can't turn it off. But my dog, when it came through, immediately, I saw this great, big, majestic, great Dane. And it was one of those ones that just looks shiny and huge and I love a Great Dane I've never owned a Great Dane but I love a Great Dane because I feel like they're so smart and they're so gentle because they're so aware of their size and when I saw the Great Dane I immediately was like oh there you are yes but then I kind of tapped into the energy of the Great Dane and I noticed that it was shivering and very nervous And very clenched up. And so I just let myself, you know, in my mind, kind of envision what environment that Great Dane was in. And as I pulled back the vision, as I zoomed out to allow the environment to come in, like what was this dog responding to that was making it so nervous? What I noticed was that I was viewing this Great Dane in this very small, cramped Manhattan Rent controlled studio apartment. And so it was just this really huge dog, not in a cage, but it very well could have been because it was just this over furnished small living space where the dog was aware that no matter where it moved, It could just destroy something like if it moved even slightly in any direction, it could knock something over, it would bump into something, it could stain something, you know, there was just so much anxiety about its size in that environment. And of course, the dog's name was also boss. When I asked the dog its name, I was like, hey, what's your name? It just popped in my head boss. Okay, so I've got this Great Dane ego that's a boss But it is so afraid of its size. And so what I want to invite you to do, I'm going to go more into, you know, the meaning of that in a moment. But what I want to invite you to do is not just see the dog and not just hear the name, but to take it one step further and tap into how is the dog behaving? How is it feeling? You know, does it have a color? Is it a very normal dog color for that breed? Is it big for its size? Is it small? Is it giving off an energy of an emotion? Does it have an environment around it? Does it have any companions? And, you know, any of those details as though it was a real animal. Start taking in those details and notice what pops out at you. This can be a really interesting journaling exercise if trying to think of all of this and follow it overwhelms you or makes you feel nervous as a great dane in a manhattan walk-up then i just invite you to also get a piece of paper get a pen and write this out okay this is the dog what is it that i see about the dog what is it that the dog wants to tell me is there a message here is there something specific about its environment that i need to know Let yourself kind of ask these questions, ask follow-up questions, come up with your own too. I would love to hear if there are questions that you come up with or any of these that really open up a whole new understanding of what may be going on with your ego. I also invite you where if journaling isn't your thing to draw it out, draw the dog, doodle something on a page, draw the environment, but let yourself become more and more familiar with how you can envision this energy. And a dog is such an innocuous, non-committal energy in certain ways that imagining it as that can be really helpful to get some more detail, to get some more intimacy with what's going on. And so when I looked at Boss and then I took in the environment, Of course, I started deducing all of this information and all of this truth, all of this messaging that I hadn't been tapping into around my own limitations or my own thoughts or my own conscious mind. And that is that I've been trying so hard to fit all of my thoughts or to fit all of my beingness or to fit all of this vastness into this very small environment that I've outgrown and to be honest, like that comes that and to be honest, that brings up so much. It brings up family of origin issues for me. It brings up spatial issues for me. It brings up social media questioning that I've been doing. You know, where I question constantly now. Is for instance Instagram a place that I want to be? Is that a platform that really supports my energy? Is it a platform that detracts from my energy? Is it a place where I feel like there's genuine growth on offer? Is it a distraction? Is it a time suck? Does it help me to feel more authentically like myself and being able to spread a message of integrity? And I keep coming up with no. Back in late November, early December, I (laughs) lost access to my Instagram account, For about a week, maybe it was two weeks, but I was not able to sign in to my Instagram account or put the app on my phone for some reason. And that followed on the heels of me doing a live walk and talk out in the woods where I started questioning these things a little more publicly and talking about being able to own the rights to our resources and the information that we're sharing. And that when we put it on one of these platforms, it no longer becomes ours. We're then agreeing that we're, and this is not legal advice, but in those terms and conditions, we're agreeing that those platforms can use our content in whatever way they see fit. They can block our access to our content. They can share our content. They can repurpose our content, that they own it in their servers And that even if you would delete your account or delete all of the content on it through the app, it still lives in those servers. It's never fully deleted. They still own the metadata of it. And so I started questioning whether I wanted to even have that aspect on there. But it went much further than that for me about, you know, not being able to genuinely connect with people or not feeling like I could show up as myself. I've been working this freaking social media hustle and I don't really view it as that as much anymore but especially in those first couple years of the pandemic I was posting you know two three times a day all kinds of content reels and dances and readings and still photographs and graphics and helpful content and humorous content and you know, just spinning my wheels constantly and just never seeing any growth. And then I would see someone who posted, you know, just something totally off the wall in my view, or just didn't even have a purpose. And they're going viral, you know, they have, you know, 50,000 followers or whatever. And I just wasn't seeing the return on the effort. Um, I wasn't seeing any growth in my community in the way that I really wanted to be interacting with people. And I just kind of felt like, I don't know if this is the place for me. I don't know if this is where my energy is best serving my purpose, my community, my messaging, the things I want to be talking about. I feel like there's so much censorship over there. And so I felt like my dog being in that studio apartment was so much of my energy around social media. And this is not an ad, but being over in the Genius Lab and starting that group over on Kajabi has just been so helpful for me because I feel like I'm finally getting that very natural interaction that I've been craving and allowing my Great Dane to be out in You know, I'm imagining Maria in The Sound of Music up in the Alps and she's just spinning around and she's got all this land and she's so full of joy. Like that is totally boss right now where he's running free and feeling like he can talk about the most private aspects of my life and know that as I'm looking out into the group, I'm being met with all of these nods and that doesn't mean that we can't have disagreements and it doesn't mean that everyone has to be a yes person but it just feels like I'm daring to share my voice in deeper and wider ways and not feeling like I have to censor it because I have potentially thousands of eyes on it judging and instead I have a bunch of pairs of eyes that are nodding along with me and we're sharing the depths of what it is to be in community and we're sharing more and more information about what we're discovering about ourselves on this journey and what questioning we're going through. And so I just want to say like look at the environment where your dog lives and let that open up some questions for you about what you know for instance what social media is really giving to you. I love the fact that over on the Genius Lab, I'm like, this is social and it's a media. And so we're really redefining and recreating what social media is, what it can do for us, how we interact, and where it doesn't feel super like salesy or pushy or like, okay, you're in the group. And now here's all the add ons that you can have. And like, we got to put the bells and whistles. in. it's really this basis of let's ask the question of what community can really look like In late stage capitalism, in 2024, how do we support each other? How do we push on our ideas? How do we co create? How do we look for aligned communities, action, people, emotions, and then create from that space? And so it's been super helpful and amazing for my intuition, for my interactions, for my community. And what that took for me was really getting brave about asking where I'm spending my time and energy, where I'm maybe locking myself in, where I'm actually more scared about stepping into my size or where I'm scared about stepping into the vastness because it might be quote unquote too much, right? So I just encourage you to look for the places that are uncomfortable that may bring up curiosity because that curiosity to me is so intertwined with intuition. If you're looking to expand your intuition, if you're looking to expand your ability of getting the answers from within, then I highly recommend getting in touch with your curiosity, asking questions, not just taking things at face value getting back to that place i don't know about you but when i was a kid i asked a lot of questions to the point where that was silenced out of me to the point where one christmas i think it was the christmas i turned eight i got this big reference book called the big book of tell me why and that was like an encyclopedia for kids But it was almost this messaging to me, like, stop asking questions of us. We're tired of it. Here's a book. Go to the book first. And there even used to be like a commercial for Encyclopedia Britannica, I think it was, back in the 80s, where this kid would be asking his mom all these questions. And she kept going, look it up, dear. Look it up, dear. And so I just want to acknowledge that this is not always an easy task to ask questions because maybe at a young age you were taught that asking questions was impolite or it was too much or it was annoying or it was bothersome and so you know for whatever reason it was I feel like we as adults have really had that questioning curiosity exploration kind of dimmed out of us along the way and so to want to tap into our intuition and not have a path there because that path was shut down that that road was blocked a long time ago it feels like go back there don't take the easy detour of just you know googling or looking it up but getting in touch with your curiosity creating safety around your curiosity opening that channel back up By asking questions, it may feel faulty at first. I want to acknowledge that. It may feel strange at first because you may not have been on this road for a really long time. However, it is worth it. Stick with it. Ask yourself questions. Even if you make yourself a little list of like five or six questions that help open you up. What do I think about this? What is this trying to tell me? How am I feeling? where there where might there be a disconnect between the information that's coming in and what i already believe how can i apply this information you know a few basic questions that ask that guide you toward looking at different angles of the same thought issue num repeating number that might be coming up whatever it is maybe creating a little curiosity template or little curiosity toolkit for yourself can really help open your intuition, really open yourself up to the answers that are not only available in the here and now, but the answers that are coming through from whatever you want to call it, beyond the veil, the other side, the collective consciousness, the universe. Because another thing is that when we realize that we're not alone, that can also open up a lot of trust and safety for us in our own intuitive channels. So I just want to leave you with that, that get yourself into the curiosity game. I'd love to hear about your dogs. I'd love to hear if you come up with your list of your curiosity toolkit, your five questions or so. I love interacting with you. We would love to have you in the genius lab. We would love to have you come to the retreat in Bali, which is going to be all about evolving. And that's based on curiosity and community. So if any of these things are lighting you up, get in touch. Let me know how they're lighting you up. Let me know what's going on for you. And I'm wishing you and your dog a wonderful week ahead. Welcome to February in a few days. And I will talk to you soon. But in the meantime, stay grounded, stay magical. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thanks for tuning in to the Fem Genius Podcast, where intuition meets inspiration. If you enjoyed this episode and want more empowering insights, don't forget to subscribe and share your thoughts in the comments. Remember, your intuition is your superpower, and together, we're unlocking its full potential. Stay curious, stay intuitive, and keep shining your unique light in the world. Until next time.